0: Hey guys, it's Jason Webb. This is the show that highlights local business leaders and the movers and shakers of Minnesota. Welcome to Minnesota Made. Well, I have with me Sandy Stoddard. She's been my main contact over at the UCWCP and, uh, you know, if you're, if you're a contractor in the state of Minnesota, a union contractor in the state of Minnesota, this message is gonna be primarily for you. Uh, I think the UCWCP has a great program. I recommend it to all my clients. Sandy knows her stuff and uh, she's been my only contact over there and she always gets the job done. Welcome Sandy.
1: Thank you, I appreciate being on your
0: call. Yeah, Um, okay, so where should we start? Um, You deal with union contractors, it has to do with workers comp stuff, and uh, there's several benefits to becoming part of the program. And I thought you'd be a good fit for Minnesota Made because um, you guys have something very unique in the state of Minnesota in comparison to all the other states out there. So can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yes, so I work for a program, um, well, I work for Wilson McShane, which is actually a third party administrator um, for Taft-Hartley Multi-Employer Benefit Funds. Um, So we are, Wilson McShane is very involved in the union industry, um, you know, jointly administrating these funds with labor and management trustees Um, so Wilson McShane also handles or administers a fund called the union construction workers compensation program it's a long word so we often refer to it as UCWCP or I've gotten in the habit of just calling it the program but it's the union construction work comp program um, we are Minnesota specific. There are a few other similar programs throughout the United States um, that are somewhat similar. We, however, are the only multi-union, multi-employer um, program of its kind. So it's, um, it's a great program. It was started back, uh, let's see, let, let's talk history So in 1995, the Minnesota legislature enacted a law that allowed for the creation of a collectively bargained workers' compensation system. So what that means is that workers' compensation claims could be handled through a different process rather than the statutory system. Um, In 1997, the first board of trustees for our program Um, met it's comprised of an equal number of labor and management leaders and they established the program that it is today the union construction workers compensation program they selected wilson McShane because of our experience to administer the program Um, so we've been around for what 23 years now Um, it'll be 24 in july Um, we continue to grow every year currently we have about um, 25 trade organizations throughout the state of Minnesota, over 360 contractors. Um, we've got about 25,000 union workers um, earning 1.5 billion in union payroll that are covered under the program um, should they get injured. So that's a little history about the program itself. Um, I can talk more about what the program actually is if you're interested.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, when I talk to my clients about the program, uh, off the top of my head, I always talk about the three benefits of um, there's a fee attached to becoming part of the program, but if their work comp carrier is on the list as a participating carrier of the UCWCP, they get a discount on their workers' comp insurance, which typically more than pays for any of your an, your annual fee that's attached to the program. So. One, you know, uh, it's free. It's almost it's better than free because then they, typically they end up saving more money than, than if they weren't part of the program. Two, uh, they're able to direct care for their injured employees to a uh, not just a doctor, but a occupational medicine-trained facility, which is hugely important for a few different reasons. And then if there, the third reason is if there's a dispute in the claim, uh, the, the, if there's a work comp claim that's not going as it should, uh, you guys step in and expedite that whole process a lot faster, the process goes a lot faster than the typical, I don't know what you would call the state statutory mandated program for Minnesota. Um, So disputes get resolved faster. You can direct care to whatever doctor that's part of the network that's uh, trained in occupational medicine um, and you end up saving money, right? So uh, yeah, but take it from there. That's kind of how my mind works. I like bullet points, but uh, you know a lot more detail about it. So uh, let's hear it.
1: Yeah, so um, when the program was developed, the one thing that our Labor and Management Board of Trustees wanted, they wanted a streamlined work comp process. Um, In the state statutory system, there was a lot of uh, adversary going on. Um, And so they wanted a process or a program that would enable um, everyone that was involved in the claim to work together in a collaborative nature to get the best possible outcome. Um, so it's employees working with the employers, working with the insurance carrier, um, working with the unions and, and the medical providers and everyone else that's involved in a claim to get the best possible outcome of that claim in a collaborative manner. Um, one thing that often added to just the adversarial process was the time frame in order to resolve disputes. Um, so what our board of trustees wanted and have today is an easy method in resolving any disputes that come up it's through an alternative dispute resolution process Um, we utilize uh, mediators arbitrators it's that type of a system Um, so if a dispute comes up um, we're able here at the program to help um, intervene in that dispute and hopefully get it resolved quite quickly Um, sometimes if it's a more formal dispute it does take a little bit more time Um, but our, our statistics show that um, even if it is a uh, more formal resolution, it's much faster than um, should it be in the statutory system. Um, so that was a key piece of why the program was initially developed, is they wanted a streamlined approach to resolve those issues quickly. Um, they also wanted a work comp resource that employees could call um, that could explain workers' compensation to them, um, why you know, certain things were happening on their claim, Um, and to answer questions so we definitely are a knowledgeable work comp resource for um, employees to call for our member employers to call um, to talk about just workers compensation in general and answer any questions that may come up hopefully through that education and discussion it prevents disputes from occurring um, because everyone has just a better understanding of of what is happening on a claim or just with work comp in general Um, you touched on the medical network. Um, so one area initially when the program started back in the late 90s, um, a lot of disputes came up about medical care. Um, and the issues with that was more that um, physicians that were treating some of the injury um, or providing care didn't really understand workers' compensation that well, um, you know, or didn't understand the construction industry. Um, you know, how to return to work with limitations, those types of things. And it was causing disputes, but more importantly, it was causing financial loss both to um, the employer, but more importantly to the employee. um, In, you know, construction or in the union environment, and if employee is not working, um, they're they're also not getting those fringe benefits that are important for their health and welfare um, plan and pension and things like that. So by an employee... Um, being off of work, they were getting hit financially. So our board of trustees wanted to look at how can we ensure that um, these union employees that are injured are getting the best care possible, um, but also having every opportunity um, if possible to return to work, whether it be with limitations or at full duty. Um, And so what they wanted is to develop a medical network that understood workers' compensation, understood construction, Um, understood the importance of um, a collaborative approach between the insurance carrier, the employer, um, the employee and the medical provider. So um, that's what we have an exclusive provider organization. Um, As part of our program, it's over 300 providers. So it's not small by any means. It's throughout the state. Um, It's made up of both occupational medicine physicians and family practice physicians that Um, understand that workers' compensation process and injury care, um, along with a lot of specialty providers. Um, And so it's important, you know, for that level of care to be provided right away in the beginning of the claim um, so that employees can get the care that they need um, to heal and hopefully return to their pre-injury job, you know, as quickly as possible.
0: Yeah, and regarding that, before you go into any of the other benefits, you know, as a risk manager, uh, I I believe that is hugely important to be able to tell your employee to go see this doctor. Rather than have that employee go to their family doctor who they've known for 20 years and that doctor, I've heard of it happening, uh, asking your injured employee, well, you know, deer hunting season's coming up, do you need an extra week off? For this injury, so you can sit home and work comp. And uh, if they go to a trained occupational medicine doctor who knows the benefits of an early return to work program, what that does for the employer's work comp policy is you get them back to work within that three-day window. Now that work comp claim is considered medical only; no indemnity payments are paid out when a work comp claim is medical only, it gets reported to the MWCIA in the state of Minnesota, that's the work comp rating bureau, and the impact of that claim, the dollar amount, because it's a medical only claim, is reduced by 70%. So rather than having that $1,000 medical bill hit your claim at 1000 bucks, it's going to hit it at $300. Now, what does that do? That's gonna keep your experience mod down, okay? Uh, if your experience mod climbs above a one and then you're a commercial contractor, you know that can affect your ability to bid and work on certain jobs in the state of Minnesota. So uh, it really affects the bottom line for an employer to consider where their injured employees are being treated for workplace injuries. It has a trickle-down effect that can have a huge impact on the profitability of a contractor, and uh, it's just a simple thing, but it's it's really something to you know take seriously when choosing to become part of a program like this or not. And if you're not part of this program, you can't really direct um, where your injured employees go for medical care. Does that sound accurate to you?
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, and with, so with physicians, um, you know, it's what is important is that employee is seen by um, a physician that's trained in industrial injuries um, that is able to um, determine causation of an injury right away. Um, is able to provide treatment right away so that employee can get the treatment that they need um, in order to heal and then hopefully return to work right away. You know, sometimes there are serious injuries that employees do need to be taken off of work um, because it's that type of an injury. Um, But what our hope is that for the best interest financially of both the employee, the employer, and the insurance carrier and everyone involved is that the physicians that are treating Um, employees are looking at opportunities for a return to work. You know, as I mentioned, union employees, if they're taken off of work, the insurance carrier may pay, you know, what's called total disability payments or wage loss benefits or payments, but um, they don't cover the cost of fringe benefits. Um, And so those fringe benefit funds aren't being paid into for that employee, what's going that's going to impact them financially. Um, and so that's a key area why for an employee, a return to work is so important. Um, there's a lot of also studies that show just the mental health benefits of returning to work as well. Um, if you have an employee off for a significant period of time, um, they feel disconnected to the work environment, um, you know, and so that can impact them um, mentally and, and can impact their injuries. So. For employers to look at the opportunity of bringing an employee back to work as quickly as possible, Um, you know, whether they're released to a full-duty return or with limitations, it's going to benefit the employee, but it's going to also benefit the employer. Like you said, it's going to keep the claim cost down. Um, It's going to keep that claim, quote-unquote, a med-only claim, um, which then impacts their experience modification less. Um, Again, you know, part of our our program is we want to make sure, you know, first and foremost, employees get the best care out there for their work injury um, and as timely as possible. Secondly, by them being able to do that and have a return to work, you know, to keep that claim in med only, it's going to help that employer keep their experience modification rating down that allows them to bid work Um, you know or more jobs than they might be able to that then is keeping the union workforce employed um, and strong and so that's a key piece of why we work as hard as we do um, to help employees get the care that they need help them get that return to work help employers get that return to work um, to help the union industry um, and keep it keep it going strong so you know there's a lot of things that play into workers compensation that you wouldn't think are connected Um, and it's you know it's what we kind of do every day Um, and so there's little things that we want to make sure happen but in the long run it's all connected together and that's why that collaborative approach and everyone working together is so important um, because everyone's impacted by a claim Um, in various ways, Um, but ultimately if we can help achieve that best possible outcome, that's going to benefit everyone that's involved.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Now, you mentioned how many members did you say, how many contractor members and uh, union employees are part of the program already?
1: Yeah, we've got over 360 contractors throughout the state of Minnesota. Um, a few on Western Wisconsin that do a lot of work in Minnesota. And then it's roughly over 25,000 union employees or union members um, that are covered under the program should they um, be injured on the job.
0: And uh, who would you say should consider being part of the program? Um, Who does it fit and doesn't fit?
1: Well, I think everyone should be part of the program. (laughs) If you're a union contractor in Minnesota, then, you know, we want you to be part of the program. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's the, the contractors that join our program vary, you know, some are looking for um, just assistance with, um, you know, making sure that their employees are getting the best care possible, making sure that if their employees are injured on the job. Um, that they have an additional resource for knowledgeable workers' compensation information to get the help and the questions answered that they need. Um, so I would say that's the biggest thing. Um, employers that really want to make sure that workers' compensation goes well um, for them. You know, I think other contractors do look at, you know, by being a member, they, um, there's a minimal cost for administration of the program. Um, But they also get a, you know, for a lot of contractors, the insurance carrier that they um, work with are offering a premium credit. Um, So a lot of the insurance carriers that are sponsors of the program offer a 5% premium credit. Um, So that's important too to contractors. Workers' compensation is expensive. Insurance is expensive. Um, And so if they can take added steps to help keep their premium down, um, they're going to do that. Um, The sponsoring insurance carriers support the program because um, they believe in our mission as well. You know, our mission with the collaborative approach, the mission for um, best medical care and and quick resolution of disputes that may come up. Um, You know, we also are looked at as, you know, a knowledgeable resource in work comp. So, you know, we do get a lot of calls here that aren't specifically about a specific claim or anything like that. It's just talking about work comp Um, And, you know, just to be more informed in, you know, looking at, you know, should we offer a return to work process or not, or things like that. Um, And we talk about how um, those different processes impact everyone involved. And so then that contractor or that insurance carrier can make a better um, decision in terms of what they want to do for their practices or processes.
0: All right, good. Um, Does it matter how much, if I'm a contractor and my headquarters is in Minnesota, and I do, I don't know, let's say a third of my work is in Minnesota, a third's in North Dakota, and a third is in Iowa, would it still make sense for me to become part of the program?
1: You know, that is, that's going to be a contractor's decision. Um, You know, one thing, I have a background in risk control, and I I worked with contractors for a number of years. And what I did with contractors a lot was develop processes and practices for their company. You know, I believe that companies need to do what's best for them and what's going to work within either their current processes, um, or if they're looking at developing new ones, what's going to work within that process. Um, Some contractors that have multi-state operations, the program may not be the best option um, because they are trying to have a streamlined process that, you know, may not fit with a different work comp system added in. Um, Some companies, you know, want to include the program into their processes and it's not an issue. So, you know, I think a contractor needs to look at what are their processes and, you know, does this make sense for what they currently have in place?
0: Okay. I like the word process. you said it several times. I'm a firm believer. You know, I have a medical background. I became an insurance agent. Now i more of a risk manager. I read the book uh, E-Myth by Michael Gerber. And uh, that book was all about stressing the importance of documenting and having good processes, written processes, have your business run on processes. And it's the only real way to somewhat ensure your success or longevity within the business. So, I I mean, I didn't know how to do that. And I took it upon myself to hire a consultant and for about a year and a half in the mornings for about an hour, hour and a half in the mornings before the phone started ringing, I would sit down and write out how I want my agency run. And uh, you know, it prevents miscommunication, it helps out with training you're more pre proactive than reactive. You have a plan in place for everything. It's a uh, hugely important. And I definitely can see how the UCWCP can fit into this, um, having a process run business. And when you have a process run business, not only does your business run more efficiently, but when, if it t- come time comes that you wanna sell your business, is the buyer gonna wanna buy a business that is profit run, I mean, process run or one that just runs because the owner has everything in his head. You know what I mean? So that's great.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, in construction, well, and so in risk management, it's, I mean, it's all about process really. You know, the one thing that I feel is very important in terms of if you're developing processes, especially safety processes or practices for your company, is educating and making sure your employees know. Um, one thing that I would run into a lot is a company had all these great processes and programs and, and things developed for their, um, for their company, but the employees really didn't know anything about it. Um, and so those processes weren't necessarily being followed out in the field, um, or maybe they were followed by some, but not others. And the contractor would come back and ask, well, why are we still having these types of, of losses or why are we still having these issues isn't everyone following the process the problem is, is if you're not educating your employees or your company about your process and holding them accountable to following that process it's not going to work and so you know that's the one thing that i would strive um, or or you know enforce with contractors that if you're going to take the time to develop all these processes and programs you've gotta have a system in place to verify that they're being followed, um, to hold people accountable to following them, but most importantly to educate everyone about what they are. Um, It goes the same thing with our program. If you're not informing employees that you're a participant of our program, um, that treatment is mandatory within a network of physicians, Um, then you're going to see where, you know, employees, when they're injured, they just want treatment, you know, they just want to feel better. Um, So if they don't know they're supposed to treat within a network of physicians because of this program, they're going to go see their family practice doctor because that's who they're going to see for their kids' cold or for their, you know, um, sinus infection or whatever else because they don't know any better. Um, And so it's not the fault of the employee for not following The program rules in terms of mandatory treatment in an EPO um, because they don't know and so it's on the contractors to make sure that they're educating their employees um, that hey we're part of this work comp program. Um, treatments are required within this network of physicians because we want to make sure you get the best treatment available that's really focusing on your ability to heal and return to your perjury job as quickly as possible. Um, but more importantly, if you have questions about work comp, you can call them and ask those questions. I mean, all of those things are very important when you're rolling out a processor or this program is education and we here at the program do all kinds of education. Um, you know, today on this podcast, I'm looking at as an education opportunity, um, for those hearing about the program, um, and what we do. And so it, it leads to fewer disputes occurring, um, because everyone is more knowledgeable, um, and understands what our purpose is and that we're here to help everyone involved in a claim.
0: Awesome. Now, before we go, I think, uh, Uh, everybody likes to do business with people that they like or that they know a little (laughs) bit about. So can you tell me uh, a little bit about, you know, where you where you came from and what steps took you to where you are now with the UCWCP?
1: Yeah, um, so I have an interesting background. No, I wouldn't say it's interesting. I've been a travel agent, believe it or not. Um, you know, it,
0: uh, did Expedia wipe you
1: out? I worked for, no. well, yes, actually, kind of. That Back in the day when I was a travel agent, um, that was when online booking was rolling out. And so we really did see a decline in that. Um, So I decided, you know, this isn't gonna turn out well for a career, so I better figure something else out. Um, And so I decided to go back to school and um, went to school in occupational science. Um, At that time, I had started working at a national insurance carrier um, in the workers' compensation division handling claims. And so what I saw is... um, the importance of helping that employee return to work as quickly as possible for their, not not just for the injury itself, but just for their mental state, for their ability to continue to be involved in their extracurricular activities, all of those things. So
0: okay. my focus is- them, I'm sorry to interrupt. Regarding that, what yeah, I seen yeah. is like uh, these injured employees, I mean, several things happen. I mean, imagine you're sitting at home watching some stupid talk show, TV all day or soap operas. And I mean, you start getting this victim mindset. You start driving your husband or wife crazy. You get out of routine. You know, you're sleeping in, going to bed too late. Uh, You're not moving around like you should. So your body heals faster when you're typically when you're doing something, right?
1: active in some way
0: yeah you're not feeling productive you got you know the blues you're depressed and this uh this injury just kind of can spiral out of control and i mean you're taking a hit financially which can affect any relationship or i mean it causes stress yeah absolutely and yeah uh, then you see that uh tv commercial With the attorney, you know, the personal injury attorney, and you're like, well, maybe I should give this guy a call and that can open up a whole can of worms. And it's just not a good situation. So it's much better to go to a trained doctor that uh, is trained in occupational medicine. And if there's work restrictions, bring them to your employer. And if you have to go on light duty or modified duty for a period of time, but you're still, you know, at work, being productive, working within your restrictions, and you're going to get better. And feel better, both mentally and physically, a whole lot faster.
1: Absolutely, and you know, handling claim workers' compensation claims, I would see that day in and day out, and it was sad. I mean, it was you know, I would strive to encourage the injured workers that I worked with. You know, if your outside activities, you know, um, outside of work, are still within your limitations, do them. Don't stop living your life. Because of a work injury, as long as you what you were doing wasn't adding to harm, you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. to continue to do it, because the last thing you want is like you said, for them to fall victim to their injury, Um, because then it takes it down a path that isn't necessary and you hope um, that, you know, it doesn't go that route. So I ended up going back to school in occupational science. Um, I did a lot of my training with occupational therapists. Um, saw that benefit of even if you have restrictions, even with your injuries, the importance of physical activity um, within those restrictions was huge, not only from a healing aspect of the injury, but mentally. Um, and so that was a big factor in how kind of how my path or my career paths went from there. So um, I always had an interest in risk control. Um, I wanted to look at what can employers do um, with their processes and programs (laughs) um, to help ensure that injuries don't happen? Now, granted, injuries are going to happen regardless how tight your processes are, um, but I wanted to be actively involved in how can we prevent these from happening? And should they happen, what's the best process for that employee Um, To get back to their pre injury job as quickly as they can, uh, more from, uh, you know, a mental health aspect of it. Um, And so I had the opportunity with a national carrier that I was working with um, 15 years, 15 years handling claims. Um, I was, um, I had the opportunity to move into risk control. Um, So I took that opportunity, moved into the risk control department with them with construction or with contractors. Um, So worked with contractors both in Minnesota and Nebraska um, was my territory and really got to understand their jobs, their role, what the employees in the field were dealing with day in and day out. Um, And so that's where I kind of turned more into that establishing processes, but at the same time, making sure employees were educated in that or the field supervision was educated in that, because that's where I often saw failure in processes from helping employees is because they weren't educated in it. So spent five years doing risk control um, with that carrier, which I enjoyed immensely. Um, And during that time, and also as a claim adjuster, I would run into the program, the UCWCP, whether I was handing claims under the program or Um, whether the contractors I was working with were members of the program, um, it would keep popping into my my line of work here and there. Um, And I saw the benefits of the program. Um, I saw the benefits of ensuring employees were getting the best care, looking for that return to work opportunity, resolving disputes if they came up, everyone working together in a collaborative model. I mean, in some states, it's very rare for labor and management to be working together. Um, so I think Minnesota um, is beneficial in that, you know, that labor and management work so well together on, on multiple aspects, but most importantly, work comp. Um, so I've always been a strong supporter of this program. Um, after five years in risk control, I had the opportunity to come over here um, as the member services director to, again continue on my pursuit of processes and education. So um, I got to come over here, talk to more contractors about um, the program itself and how we can help, uh, you know, the industry in with regard to workers' compensation. And so I've been here now, oh, a little over three years, I think it's been. Um, And it's been a great opportunity, I, you know, enjoy being at the program immensely. Um, So the more that I can get out and talk about the benefits of it, um, how it helps union contractors, how it helps union members or union employees, um, I'm going to do that.
0: Awesome. Uh, Well, I noticed before we go, I noticed on your desk there, you like coffee, any of (laughs) you? I do. I
1: have
0: a cute little white dog. So when you're not working, what is it that you like to do? Uh,
1: Well, I just became an empty nester. So I have a a daughter that has um, gone off to college. So as that has been new, I kinda, when I wasn't at work, I, as most parents are, you are wrapped up in your child. Um, And so I definitely was wrapped up in my child for 18 years and sat on the soccer field for way too many hours and um, was basically, you know, kind of let my own interest go because, you know, that's what I was wrapped up in. Now that I've got an empty house, um, my dog probably does get a little too much attention now. Um, but I, you know, I, I'm a bit of a homebody, so I enjoy just cooking at home. I do like my coffee. Unfortunately, I'm very much a coffee addict. I've got my Starbucks right here. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm a baker. Um, I like to do, you know. I grew up in southern Minnesota, so whatever you think of a southern Minnesota housewife, that's probably what I am.
0: So. Okay. Okay. Awesome. I'm a homebody too, and I like my cat.
1: Yeah. But I don't have a dog yet, so. Well, I, I think you need. To, I think you need to get one. They, you know, that she's a pain sometimes. Um, you know, especially when she goes to grandma's house. You know, it's she comes back and it's just like your spoiled child when they come back from grandma's. My dog is the same. But you know, it's um, you know when we're talking about just uh, being involved in everything extracurricular and your mental health and everything, having someone at home even if it is a pet um it really adds to that so no i am i'm a proponent of having um pets Good. that's for sure well, i just yeah. been ordering
0: for a puppy well uh, Excellent. Until, uh late this summer it's a south african mastiff they also call him a borable
1: oh yes
0: yeah You've beautiful yeah
1: that's gonna be one big dog
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. All right. Awesome. Well, Sandy, I appreciate your time. You're a wealth of information. If anybody has any questions regarding the program, uh, what's the best way to get hold of you?
1: Yeah. So I'm going, we have a general UCWCP number. So I'm going to give you that. I don't know it by heart, so I have to look at it. Uh, 952-851-5943 is our UCWCP um, phone number. So myself or other staff here at the program will um, answer that call and help you out as best as we can. Um, You can also visit us on our website. Um, We're a very transparent program. So everything that we have is on our website, www.ucwcp.com.
0: Awesome. I appreciate it, Sandy, Uh, your wealth of information. Thanks again for being on the podcast. And uh, I guess we'll be talking soon.
1: Yes, thank you. Thank you.